Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday. Let's just keep it really real and raw right now that I was genuinely considering just doing an audio-only episode. It is currently 8.19 p.m. Kids just got down for bed. Archie was not going down easy. I'm tired, and my week has just not gone as planned. I'm currently solo momming it. Wyatt is getting his back fixed. You guys might have noticed last week in our episode even, he was like constantly moving, constantly kind of bent over. He literally has radiating pain just even sitting. So it's been a really hard battle for him to kind of get over this pain, which as most of you probably know how debilitating chronic pain can be. So he's getting his back fixed or rehabilitated and kind of on his way with that. And what that means is that I'm quite literally by myself. So it's just been a tough go this past week. And as you guys know, I record on Mondays. So, or I'm sorry, Tuesdays. I recorded on Monday last week, Tuesday this week. So by the time you're listening to this, it's been like a week, you know, that I've been just kind of like riding this struggle bus. So this Sunday's episode is a little bit of a different tune. You might notice that I do have a new setup. We kind of, we got new chairs. I have a new end table. I have another chair. I will link them because honestly, these were on sale at Wayfair for two for like $700 originally 990 or something like that. They're really nice chairs. Like they're super cute. They move, they spin in a 360 circle. Like I'm obsessed. And honestly, it was a, it was a solid buy. Girl math. How many times am I going to sit or wear whatever I buy? Divide that by the price. Is it worth it? So like, I'll probably sit in these chairs, you know, maybe not 700 times, but let's just say another 200 episodes. Well, 700 divided by two girl math. Easy. You know what I'm saying? Wait, what was I saying? Two, 700 divided by two. No, like 700 divided by 200. Sorry. See, it's too late for me to be doing literally anything. I, I shouldn't even be behind this mic right now. So anyways, happy Sunday. Welcome back to another beautiful episode, although another real and raw episode. So I took a shower. I'm chilling. And I think it's very important to acknowledge the elephant in the room because I like, I already know. Okay. If you're watching on YouTube, I already know. I know I look like shit. I know I look tired. Okay. Some episodes you guys will look back and be like, is that the same girl? Is that the same girl? The answer is yes. So what did I do this week? Well, not really. What did I do this week? But what did I do today? I went and got microneedling done again. First time I got microneedling done, it was in May. I think there's an episode with Wyatt and I, and it was the day that the deer were out in our front yard fighting. And if you guys know the episode I'm talking about, like it's it's like, if you know, you know, okay. But that episode, my face was so red and it was because I got the microneedling done. Typically this lasts for a couple hours post procedure, so to speak, right? But the thing with that time that I went and got it done is that I had no numbing on. So it was the most painful experience of my life. For my esthetician, I was kind of her first 
time microneedling, I was like the training girl, right? Like I volunteered as tribute. I was like, Hey, yeah, learn, use my face, whatever. Not a good time. Not a good time, but I'm happy to let you know that my esthetician has gotten way better and we have really good numbing cream now. Um, and so it was a good experience, but microneedling has been super helpful. It's my third session. Um, and it's just very good with like helping with past acne scars, brightening the skin, fine lines, wrinkles, all that stuff. I typically wouldn't get microneedling, but number one, I love my esthetician. And number two, it really is my only form of like self-care each month. Like, so if I'm going to take care of myself, I'm taking care of my skin, you know, that's like priority for me. So that's what I went and did today, which my skin honestly feels like fantastic. We did like kind of a peel underneath it too. I'm really excited to see how it looks. So if you guys haven't listened to last week's episode, please make sure you go do it. Wyatt and I were cackling. Like it was, it was such a funny episode. Wyatt and I, we always have good episodes and I'm not saying that to like toot our horn. It's just, it's so real. Like we just have a fun time. So I have a few different notes for you guys, um, which is kind of like thoughts that I had through the week. And then we're going to get into the, the end of this episode where I really just wanted to chat a little bit to you guys about where I feel like a lot of us are at mentally comparison, thief of joy, all of these things that I've just given kind of like reflecting on this past week. So that's what you have to look forward to. So first off, new new studio, new vibes. We'll get there. I was actually planning to have my like sincerely sign hung up and everything, but I just don't really know the layout of this room yet strategically. And until I know where I'm going to be filming at, what's the best angle, et cetera, I just like don't want to commit to hanging shit on my walls. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what's new this week. Other than, you know, what's, you know, what's not new. Let's start there. You know, what's not new is talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And I know I talked about it last week. You guys have to re- realize like I record early, right? So like by the time you're, it's reaching your ears, you're probably burnt out of whatever story it might be. But guess what? Too fucking bad. There's no other way for me to have an editor that edits sooner to the release date. So with that being said, I've noticed this past week, the past two weeks now with Taylor going now two games in a row, Chiefs game. By the time we're seeing this, did she go to the next one? I don't know. I doubt she is. She has shit coming up. She's got 1989 releasing. Um, She also has her Eras Tour in theaters releasing. So it's a big month for Tay-Tay, okay? But what I'm sick of is, to be honest, hearing hearing about her. I'm tired. The news stations are burning it out. Any type of media outlets burning it out. There's so many, like, can you believe this coincidence? Now, at first, we're all feeding into it, right? At first, we're like, oh my God, yeah, so weird. You know, 87, 89, yada, yada, whatever. We're like, this is cute. Let's feed into it, okay? It stops there. I'll give a media pass of a good six days, seven days. Give it until that next game, okay? You know, whatever. But even watching the Chiefs game, what would be last week, they spoke like nothing but Taylor. And I know Taylor was there, but... It's like fucking annoying. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And like, I'm a Swifty too. Like I'm through and through a Swifty, but like it's giving me the ick and we need to stop or else it's gonna, it's gonna like turn me off of Swifties. Okay, like we're going too hard. Shut up, relax. It's just, we're good. Let them have their privacy. We we were in their shit for a week and a half. Again, I'll give a media pass of seven days. Let's be in their shit. Let's be excited. Like I'm excited, whatever. But like, we're burnt out. We're burnt out. The only thing I will touch on is that this past week, she did go balls deep with her crew that she brought to the New York game. Um, It was a great game, by the way. Like, you know, which, like, who am I talking football? You know, but it's crazy. I talk shit about football because it's very hard for me to sit and watch. Like, you ask me to go to a game, I'm a super fan. 
you ask me to sit on a couch and watch a game, it's annoying to me. I'm like, I'd rather be there. I'd rather be in the vibes, be in the energy. So with that being said, I watched the game. I watched the end of it. Now, it was a great game. It ended up being a great game. Why it kind of caught me up on like what was going on, what happened, you know, whatever. With all that being said, she did roll deep with quite a few friends. Ryan Reynolds was there along with Blake Lively, which just like, you know, love them to death. Um, we also had Hugh Jackman, Sabrina Carpenter was there, um, as well as Austin Swift. So we were, we were riding high, you know, we had the homies popping. Um, it was fun. It was fun to see an electric crowd at a, at a game in New York. You know, it's, it's fun. It's exciting, but, um, that that's good. Okay. I'm good. I don't need to see her on the fucking jumbotron. I don't need you guys making references of like, welcome to New York, you know, Oh, welcome to New York. You know, it's been waiting for you. Okay. But that is an iconic song. That's the one I will stand by that. It's in the secret life of pets intro. Like welcome to New York. It's a very iconic song, but regardless, we know what you're doing NFL. Okay. Fucking stop. So that's kind of like where I'm at with that situation. That's the only thing I'm going to speak on because you know what? I'm just quite literally annoyed. Let them live in peace. If they allow us to see more of their relationship, cool. If we see it evolve, cool. If we don't see anything, whatever. Like we had our little bit of fun. Let's move the fuck on. All right. Let's talk shit about someone else. Let's talk shit about, you know, Sophie Turner and um, Joe Jonas divorce. You know, like let's talk different. All right. Moving on. Next thing, um, I am actually in a reading mood again. You guys might've seen on my stories. Um, you guys might've seen on my Instagram in general. I've been reading and I'm going to like butcher, I feel like all the names, so like don't come for me. I've been reading the ACOTAR. I hate your guys' fucking acronyms because I feel like I'm wrong now, but I've been reading A Court of Thrones and Roses. And then now I'm like on a court of mist and fury. Is that how you say it? Akamofar? Like everyone has acronyms and I'm, I'm literally so confused. I feel like I'm still new to this. So I like don't know, but I'm reading this like book series. Everyone's just been whacking off for like months. Okay. It's been all over book talk, all over like social media in general. Everyone's getting hot and heavy over these books. So I have really terrible plane anxiety. So when I was in Arizona for my shoots coming soon, I was like, okay, I need a book for the way back or else like I'm going to go crazy on this plane. Like I think it's a mixture of being claustrophobic while also having a fear of heights and plane anxiety. Like you put all those things together, you're on a plane, right? So I hate it. With that being said, I got this book at Barnes and Noble. Like, okay, I'll start reading it on the plane, whatever. Basically read it in three hours on the flight. Okay. I had like a teensy bit left. I, I ended up finishing it in probably 30 minutes. My life was changed my life was changed. It was a genre I've never really read before. I think it's technically considered fantasy. Um, some people called it smut. It's a heavy, emotional, romantic, drama-filled fantasy land book. Like the only thing I can really explain without like, you know, ruining anything for anyone is like, it's like Twilight meets like Beauty and the Beast meets Fifty Shades of Grey meets Game of Thrones meets like the Hobbit meets Harry Potter. Like it's so, it's just everything. It was such a fun read. And I'm usually someone who gravitates towards like love, more like real stories, things that could really happen. You know, I get emotionally invested, et cetera. But it's nice to kind of go into this fantasy world because I found it doesn't give me as like much anxiety and intrusive thoughts as things happening in like real life. You know, like if you're reading a book and it's about like someone cheating or someone like, passing away or something. It can make your own brain spiral, but when you kind of escape into this fantasy world of a book, it's it doesn't feel as real. So even if there's 
bad things going on or crazy things going on. It just doesn't feel real. And I really am liking that disconnect. So highly recommend. And I'm going to talk about it for just a quick minute. So if you have not ever read the book and you don't want to know anything, please fast forward and I will give you five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So the first book I was kind of lost at first, you kind of jump into this woods and there's like this creature and this girl is talking about a wolf, but then she's like, Ooh, should I kill it? But then like, there's a deer and I'm hungry. So I'm like, okay, what the, where the fuck are we going with this? I'm so confused. It seems like a normal girl in a normal small town in the woods starving. So she ends up killing this thing. And then when I find out that there's like this fairy thing involved and that, is that what they're called? Are, we, are they called fairies? F-A-E-I-R-E-S. Is that how they're spelled? Fairies? That's how I'm pronouncing it. And then the girl's name is Fayer. That's how I'm saying it. Fayer. Is that right? Some people are saying like maybe Faye. Is her name Fair? I don't know. But I like saying Fayer because it's kind of like a Fayer. Like that's how I'm picturing it. Like kind of like, I don't know. Is that like Italian? I'm not sure. Regardless, fast forward. She ends up being approached And they're like, hey, we got to take you away now because you fucking killed our friend. Lo and behold, the wolf that she ended up killing was actually a fae. That's how I'm pronouncing it. So anyways, I was just like, then I was confused. And she gets taken away and she gets taken away to this better life. But then she like feels guilt for not being there with her family who's like poor and starving. So then I was like, I understood what she was saying. But also like, these people are giving you a great life. At that point, just trust them. Like you had nothing better going for you, you know? Fast forward, she falls in love with this guy. And again, it kind of reminded me of Twilight, like how Jacob like imprinted. Is it resume, Renesme? I never knew how to say that name either in Twilight. So anyway, it was just fucked up. But the girl, Fayer, how I'm saying it, the only thing I ever picture awkward women roles in those like fantasy movies is quite literally Kristen Stewart. So my whole idea, I was like, okay, she's kind of, I'm picturing Kristen Stewart in Twilight. And then I'm picturing like Tamlin to be looking like Jacob. And I hate it because I'm like, no, I want to create new characters in my head, but I couldn't like mentally detach from Twilight. So then I started picturing um, a little bit of like Lord of the Rings. Like, do you guys remember how hot Orlando Bloom was with that long ice white hair with his fucking like elf shit on and his elf pointy ears? Literally so sexy. That was like, that was like my sexual awakening was the Lord of the Rings. So anyway, fast forward. I'm starting to picture all these characters. Um, and then by the end, you know, shit hits the fan. They're down under the mountains. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just shaking in my boots. I'm like, dude, I know she's not going to die. I know he's not going to die, but I just, I know something's getting fucked up. So like, I, I wasn't scared of the book ending because I knew it was a series, right? But I was like, oh shit, what are we ending on? So we end up on, you know, basically fear is just like fucking traumatized. And Tamla's just like, woo, like we're together, like slay, you know, whatever. Um, meanwhile, like Lucian has like one eye, you know, I'm like, I, this is just the most confusing, but amazing book ever. It wasn't, should I say confusing? It was just like, I don't know how to feel. So now I'm in the court of mist and fury, I think is what it's called. And um, I just got to the point where I think his name, I, okay. I was pronouncing it Ryland, like Riceland, but I was kind of like pr- not pronouncing the S. So I was kind of like saying Ryland, Haley the girl that loaned me her books from Kalamazoo, shout out to Haley Trudell, I think Trundell, maybe her last name, Haley T and her son, Mike dropped off the book so I could borrow him. And, um, she said that it was pronounced Reese. I'm like, who the fuck is pronouncing Reese spelled R H Y S L A N D or something like that. 
So anyways, I feel like I have to start looking up some more character art to just really get a picture of like, okay, what are these people thinking that they look like? So I'm starting to paint a picture, but regardless, that's too long of a talk about the book, but it's really been transformative. So if you're just picking up now, I'm done talking about it. I'm telling you to read it. I, I, I'm kind of getting back into my reading now that it's kind of slowing down at the time of year. Like we're all about to be back in our houses, like depressed during the winter. So I need a little bit of a spark. And I find that I read better in the fall and the winter. So I'm excited for it. Read the book. That's all I'm saying. And then we can discuss here. Okay, we can discuss and get all crazy. Next thing we kind of had an issue with this week is you guys have probably noticed I have not uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> I have been so busy and I've been really trying to be honest with myself of where do I need to draw better boundaries in my life? And one of those things was in this right now was YouTube. And again, I felt like a failure because I was like, my goal was to just keep uploading. I've uploaded every week. I missed one week back in September and I was bummed about it. But that was the first week that I, I missed since January 1st. And now I've missed like two weeks in a row. So I've missed three weeks out of the whole year which in the grand scheme of things is nothing, you know, I could hop back on and do it, but I'm like, what is it to me right now though? Because I do this every week. And like, to be honest, when I started my YouTube years ago, it was me sitting down with the camera and talking. Like half of my videos were me sitting in my room and just talking to the camera. That is like who I was. Well, since then I have a podcast where I sit and talk to you guys every single week about everything anyway. So to do that twice a week almost feels redundant. And I'm like, well, then like, why would people listen to my podcast versus my YouTube, you know, X, Y, Z? It's a lot. And being a content creator on top of a business owner is a lot. So it's something I've just been really trying to fi figure out, okay, if it fills my cup, I'm doing it this week or something, right? And if it doesn't, like, I'm not fucking doing it. And past couple of weeks, I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. You know what I mean? So it's just been busy on top of, like I mentioned, why it being gone, whatever. But it just made me feel kind of like a failure for a minute. It made me feel like a quitter. When in reality, like anything is or is still there to do, right? Like even for you, if you're like, oh, well, I should have started YouTube five years ago. It's like, okay, well, too bad. Start it today. So what I'm saying is like, everything's always there for us to restart or do or try again, you know, whatever. But I just really was trying to like commit to it for a year, um, if not longer. But it just, I just don't think it's sustainable for me. It's not sustainable really like for my goals and where I'm at, I would much rather put my effort towards my podcast and put my effort towards, you know, my business. YouTube was just kind of like a fun escape, but I share already so much. And I feel like by just sharing every Wednesday, it was like, sometimes I was just doing the same thing again because I wasn't feeling creative. Like by the time I got down to creating a new video, it was like, okay, what do I do? I've already done everything this week. It, it didn't feel like an outlet for me, if that makes sense. So I'm gonna try to get back on it when it feels organic. I mean, I would love to still upload like twice a month, maybe a try on haul, maybe a full day eating, you know, just have it be another place where you guys can learn, hang out with me, whatever, have a different vibe, but it's just not been like filling my cup lately. And so by me sharing that, I hope you can also kind of take a step back and evaluate maybe something you're doing right now. And you're like, is this filling my cup right now? You know, it's one thing to push yourself out of comfort into discomfort and be like, Ooh, I'm really going to push myself with this. But there's also a different like piece of the pie where it's like, you know what? No, it's not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. Draw the boundary. So I'll leave that up to you to decide in your life where that applies. But I just wanted to share that because I have gotten quite a few DMs of people. Hey, did I, you know, miss this week's YouTube, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just not fucking there. I'm not there. Uh, and honestly, right now, I don't know where I'm at and we'll get there in a second. So last thing 
I wanted to kind of peep in there before we move onward um, is I'm hiring. So I told you guys, um, I'm, I'm looking for a few positions. I told you last episode, but specifically I'm looking for a new merchandise designer and someone to help me with my Shopify, like on my store. Basically the girl who has done my merch designs for, I mean like four plus years, she got a new job and freelance work just isn't available for her anymore. So as amazing as it was to work with her and her work with me, vice versa, we have a great relationship. She just has to, again, draw that own boundary of her of, Hey, what do I have time to do? And sadly, freelance work and designing is just not there. So I'm looking for someone to help me design merchandise. A lot of what she did was like with procreate, you know, she's very artistic, um, has a great vision, listens to me, implements feedback, stuff like that. So I'm looking for a designer. Um, and if that's something that you're interested in, please email me at brunchwithdesby at gmail.com. Attach your resume, attach some proofs, you know, some things that you've done or whatever. Next up, I'm hiring a virtual assistant. So again, I don't have like an official job application out yet, but I am open to like receiving resumes, receiving pitches, whatever it may be. I'm just looking for an assistant to help me take a lot of slack off of myself. I am in so many places. I don't even think you guys understand how much I fucking do every day in the background. And I cannot be in 900 places at once. So I'm really looking for someone to help me improve my quality of life by freeing up some of my time to be a better mom, a better wife, and just simply be a better me. Um, or else I'm going to run myself ragged and you won't hear from me for fucking years. You know what I mean? So looking for a virtual assistant and a merch designer. No uh, big rush on that and, and no like TBD on, you know, oh, you'll start in November, you know, nothing like that. It's just something I really need to throw out there. And I figured, hey, if I'm going to throw it out there, I'm going to throw it out at my brunch girlies first because they deserve to know first. Okay. First dibs. Next up, as always, membership workouts are available. You can use code brunch with Desby for $10 off your first month. I'm very excited. This month, Coach Emily actually came in and did the spooky workouts, which is a fun switch up. We love having themed workouts. I love having a themed name a themed workout, whatever it may be. So this, this month is very spooky. Obviously Halloween next month is going to be, you know, fit girl fall, thankful fall. Um, and we're going into some, again, some new workouts, et cetera. So if you're a member right now and you're like, Hey, I really want to see this movement next month. I've really been like craving getting better at it, or I just really love it. As always, let us know, pop in the subscription group, send me a message, send DBFT a message with anything that you want to see. And we're always going to make anything we can do happen for you guys. Next up, we had some new launches past couple of weeks. Just yesterday, the new Buff Bunny launched um, the seven. I think they were kind of calling it the sevens collection, seven deadly sins. This is Kara Corey's collaboration. Overall, it impressed me a lot more than I thought. And most time I really do find myself kind of eating my words on the launch once I received the pieces. So I was kind of dogging it with the dark colors, which don't get me wrong, like still not my forte, but I do commend them for keeping quite a few crazy prints like out of it. They also had a lot of stuff that was actually very useful for like every day. So like, for example, the new material girl ribbed flare legging. I got it in a tall, which was a 34 inch seam. And with the material, it kind of grabbed your leg a little bit more. So it created a longer legging. I was finally not fucking flooding. They didn't do me dirty. It was a nice high-waisted flare legging and I loved it. I wish they would make a 36 inch seam. And I just, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't even know why that is a crazy ask. Like, you know how many people are taller than 5'7"? Like, I'm 5'7". Like, you have a lot of customers, I bet, that are over 6'1", you know? 
or even over 5'10", you know, it's not an astronomical height for, a, you know, a portion of women. So I do think that a 36 inch seam would be better. Like I'd rather see it go 36 tall, 34 normal, 32 short for me. Like, I feel like most shorty girls would also agree. Like they want a little bit of length on their legging. Like, come on, you know, give us some, I want my shit dragging on the ground. All right. So as always, you can use code Desby for 10% off that. We have new Paragon launching this week on the 10th, the form collection. I really am loving this new print that they came out with in the color rogue. I actually wore it on my giveaway post this past week on Instagram. Really loved it. It was a fun switch up and I've just fallen in love so much with the rec stretch material. You guys know Reluna. That's the naked fabric. It's a beautiful fabric. It's buttery. It's smooth. It's very align like, so to speak, but it's a little bit thinner. Rec stretch gives me the opportunity to have this nice buttery feeling, but also kind of compressive and a little bit more performance sweat wicking. Like, I don't feel like I just pull sweat. I feel like I genuinely have like this, like cooling effect while I'm wearing it. It's so fucking nice. I've fallen in love with rec stretch. I just think it's such a power move. Um, and next month you guys will see more of that coming and you're going to shit your pants. Code Desby is always to save 11% on that. We have new Vu-Ray coming out as well. So we got new bags. We have the new Barbie collection. We have the new outdoor forest, foresty collection. I have a new leopard, um, burner duffel bag. One of my favorites. It actually replaced my game changer bag from buff bunny because my top broke kind of shitty, right? Like, you know, like the handle on the backpack, it broke, like it ripped right off, right out of the seams. I was like, kind of upset. I'm not going to lie. So I hope that didn't happen to any of you guys. It was also my neon pink one. And I was, I was stressed. I was very upset. New Petula launched a couple, like, you know, nine, 10 days ago. Now the feel good collection, always great. We do have new pieces coming for them as well in the next coming months. I'm definitely going to end with a bang there. Last but not least, Tula skincare came out with the holiday kits. So if you've missed, uh, missed it at all, we have the sugar scrubs that came back. We have the hydrogel eye gels that came back. We have all of the holiday kits. So you're just saving like buckets of money with these like bundles of kits. So again, you can gift them to yourself. You can gift them to your family, whatever you want. They usually come with like a really cute bag or like a holiday bag. It's, it's cute. It's a perfect set for anyone who's skincare obsessed. And actually at Ulta right now, they have this mini fridge set. It's a 10 piece full size fucking set. It's over $490 in value and it's on sale at Ulta for like 300 something, but it also includes this skincare fridge. Like I want it so badly and I wonder if I can get it. If not, I might just buy it, to be honest. Speaking of Ulta 2, uh, we do have the Peter Thomas Roth two-piece holiday set. We have cucumber eye gels as well as the water drench. So as much as I ride for Tula, I love their hydrogels. The hydrogels are a pack of four. With my code, you get them for $18.50. Okay, that's four sets. They're in individual packs. It's great. You know, with my code DESB, you saved 15% off, $18.50. That's great. However, with the Peter Thomas Roth, I don't have a code or anything like that, right? But in this kit, you're getting two full-sized 30-day supply. Retail of like $110, you're getting it for $55. So $55 minus, you know, on average $20. You got $35 difference to get two full-size fucking tubs. Girl math is that it's not worth it. You know what I mean? So I again, love Tula, ride for them, but I just... I. They're not like the eye gel innovators, right? Like Peter Thomas Roth, I think, in my opinion, holds the gold standard of what an eye gel should be. And I'm an eye gel connoisseur. So, you know, you come here first. Eye gels, they need to go through me. 
You know what I mean? Like that's my forte. My forte is eye gels. So, you know, do with, do with that information what you wish, but those would be my few launches that I've kind of, you know, keep an, keep an eye out for. Next up, we have our watches segment. Now, I was really excited to get into this because number one, I've been watching Love is Blind and um, not impressed. I feel like every year the, the cast has just gotten more and more annoying to me. And I, I talked to this to my esthetician today. I'm like, is it just maybe more cringe because they're like our age now? And so seeing certain people act a certain way when they're our age, it's like, ooh, like, why are you acting like that? Or like, was I really like that when I was 24? Or, you know, something like that, right? Like, I think it becomes a little bit more real because we're like, oh, like I'm the same age or, you know, I'm I'm the same age and I'm in a completely different part of life. And it's not to sound like judgmental, but it's kind of, no, like it's meant to sound judgmental for sure. Um, but I do think that it's, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, like not to be a bitch, but like that exactly just sums it up. That sums up the the whole feeling I have for the franchise right now. Not to be a bitch, but it's like, well, you're going to be a bitch because you don't like it. So I don't think I like it. And I couldn't even tell you some of the cast, like their names aren't even sticking with me. Like it just feels so fake. And I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't vibing with it. What's not fake is the Kardashians. No, just kidding. They're pretty fake. But what I was going to say first was the Golden Bachelor. I loved the Golden Bachelor so much. Um, I can't, I really can't even put into words how much I loved it. I was crying. I was quite literally laughing out loud. Um, it was so fun. I just absolutely loved seeing these people, these women, and then this man, Jerry. Or I'm sorry, it's Gary, which I've been calling him Jerry for forever. Gary, they're just, they have a second chance. And I just think it's so cool. A lot of these women have beautiful stories. Um, they have this background of finding love before, hoping to find it again. And I think it's just such a reminder. We have so much life to live. And I, I told you guys, told you guys, talked and told, to talk, talked to you guys a few weeks ago about my fear of like aging and growing up and all these things. And a lot of you guys empathized with that. And I think that this show is really kind of reigniting that we have nothing to fear. Like life is so beautiful and life is so long and being able to be a part of someone else's life and someone a part of yours, et cetera, it's so amazing. And love lasts forever. Love is different for everyone at different stages. And it's, it's just really exciting to see. So I'll be very excited to see what um, the Golden Bachelor has in store for us this season. It looks like it's gonna get emotional. It looks like we're gonna get some tears. And again, by now we're already, we've already seen episode two by the time I'm recording again, just reiterating, I've only seen episode one cause it's Tuesday. Um, but it does come out every Thursday. So I'm really excited to see how it continues to shape up. I think it'll just be fun. I think there's of course going to be drama and some emotions because that's what you get in human life. Like just because they're older and wiser doesn't mean they don't feel the same feelings. Right. And so I'll be anxious to see how it goes with Thursday nights. We also have number one, Plathville. And number two, we have Kardashians, two of my favorite reality TV shows. <laughs> the Plathville on one end, I think is overly real, way too real. I think they overshare way too fucking much and they have just destroyed their family. And on the other hand, we have the Kardashians, which as much as they overshare, I know they're always hiding shit. And you know what? I don't blame them, okay? But for as raw as they can be, while protecting somewhat of their sanity and image, I give them a hats off, okay? So Kardashians, we had Kim, we had Courtney. They're 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 yelling at each other. They're taking sides. They ended up going on this huge trip to Cabo without Courtney. Um, but we know that Courtney has had some like different pregnancy issues. She's also pregnant in general. Who always wants to travel when they're pregnant, no matter how rich you are, you know whatever. So it's been interesting to see this like family dynamic shift and. 
I really hope that they find their grounds again because it, it is quite sad to see such a large family have such a big conflict because it really runs deep. And again, as much as we can sit here and be like, oh, well, they have enough money, they're rich, you know, whatever. I don't think you can really ever escape the feeling of family. Like family is still family, no matter how much money you have or how much money you don't. Um, and I feel like no matter what, we can still empathize knowing it would suck to have conflict with your close sister, no matter what. So it, we'll see how it continues to shake out. I, I mean, my guilty pleasure is the Kardashians. Like I saw an article today about how Chloe um, showed her child true and he was playing in the backyard with um, of a $17 million mansion. And I was just like, how removed are we from reality? Like their reality, I would give anything to live a day in the life, even just through the eyes of like Kylie or something. Like I don't need to be you. I just want to see it. You know what I mean? Like I, but I want to physically be there. Like, I don't want to be you. You can be you, but I just want to like see through your eyes. What does your day feel like? What are your emotions? Are you, do you ever wake up like genuinely like grateful? You know, like, do, do you think they wake up and they're honestly like, wow, I'm so grateful for this huge home. Like, you know, because you start to normalize it. And again, I don't think that comes off as like being completely ignorant. It's just, if that's your life, it's your life, you know, like you don't always sit in that gratitude. So like, but I wonder if they do wake up and they're like, wow, I just love my home. I love my third home, you know, or <laughs> it's just so far removed from reality. Sometimes I'll spiral about it. Not necessarily in the point of like jealousy. It's just like, I, I would, I would just, what does that feel like? You know, do you, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think I would even want it. Like I think of stuff I, I used to want and like, put me in myself now. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want that. You know, <laughs> I don't think I want that. So, um, anyways, watches have been good this week. Um, I did watch a cute little Netflix movie too. I think it was called love at first sight. It was with the girl off of, off of, um, fuck. Oh my God. I'm blanking white Lotus season two, the girl, she was also the young actor. She was also off another movie. I can't think, but she was in it along with this like London guy. It was a really cute story. Um, it was a good little watch, good little airplane watch, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I've swear to God, other than that, I've watched nothing but toy story and monsters university since being back with the kids. So that's kind of where I'm at, but I hope you guys can get some out of that wellness, you know, a little bit of my journey vibes, love, Golden Bachelor, sales, stuff coming, et cetera. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into the rest of this episode, wrap her up, and just, you know, have a solid Sunday. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the, to the top again, right? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. 
and that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. Give it a try. See why over two million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. Okay, you guys. So <laughs> I just wanted to wrap up the rest of this episode being like really honest and raw because when, when it gets like late like this, I also kind of get in my vibe. So as much as it's morning, maybe for you guys or whatever day you're on, just kind of like catch a vibe with me right now. Like here, like picture this late night, it's 10 30 PM. You just got in bed. Your bestie FaceTimes you. And the first thing out of her mouth is you're never going to believe this. So get cuddled up with that thought, right? I want you to feel that emotion of, of answering that FaceTime. You're never going to believe this. And you kind of being like ready for the piping tea. Like you're so ready that you're actually like, Hey, can you actually hold on so I can get, let me do my skincare real quick. Let me grab some popcorn. Let me grab a good drink. Let me grab an Olipop. Let me put my lipstick on, not my lipstick, my chapstick. Let me get in bed with my eye gels. Let me call you back. Like, I want you guys to feel that way. Cause what I'm about to lay on you is bestie energy only. Okay. So I got into this spiral this week. I got into this spiral this week thinking about who the fuck am I? You know, don't we all, you know, sometimes step into that moment. I mean, I feel like we brace ourselves with that every day of like, who the fuck am I? But sometimes some days we really do spiral a little bit extra of like, what, why am I doing this? Who am I supposed to be doing this? Am I supposed to be at this job? Am I supposed to be having kids this young? Am I supposed to be even having kids? Am I, you know, you know am I supposed to be a mom? What is going on? I'm going to get, I'm kind of phrasing on like all different sorts of life. But I was just like, what, what am I anymore? Who am I anymore? And I think a lot of it just comes from such dramatic change in life over the last couple years. And you know, I don't care what anyone says. Your 20s are so dog shit stupid. I cannot even explain. Like, I don't want to rush into my 30s because I'm trying so hard to be present in my season, but also in the the life of my children. Like, when I'm 30, Maddox is five. When I'm 30, Archie's four. You know, like, shit's happening. So I don't want to rush that. I don't want to fear aging because of, you know, fear of my kids aging as well. But your twenties are so difficult. And I literally just touched on this a couple weeks ago, but goddamn, do we need to continue to talk about it? Because we are, we have no fucking idea who we are in our twenties. Like as much as even right now, I'm like, oh, I have a good idea of who I am. I don't even think I've really been able to tap into it because life throws you so much shit at your twenties that you're just like kind of literally rolling with the punches. Like it feels like you kind of get up, you start to wobble on your feet and life just goes, fuck you, you know, and then you're down on your feet again. So as much as we might fall into this idea of like, oh yeah, I know who I am. Like I'm really tapping into that. It's like, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think we know who we are until I would argue 30 plus, I would even say fucking like 35 to 40. Like, I don't think 
we really know who we are until we get to that point where I don't want to say life slows down, but we, maybe we slow down, right? Like I feel like our twenties were, we're hustling because we're, we're, we're trying to reach for that goal that we have in corporate or we're trying to make that business or we're trying to, again, tap into who we really are. So we're hustling like 20s is hustle culture times 100. And then I feel like when you get in your 30s, often maybe you have found a passion or you're, you're settled in your career, or maybe you're, you're kind of done job hopping. You kind of know what you want. So you're in that career, you know, something like that. Right. But I feel like our twenties, were just kind of like plucking around and just kind of, you know, what sticks, what sticks, what sticks. It's like when you take the noodle out of your spaghetti to see if it's done, you know how they always said, if you threw it on the, like on the wall or the ceiling that if it sticks, it was like, it's done. That's kind of like how I feel. You know, I feel like that's what I've been doing. I'm like, is it done yet? Like, are we good? And it's just been so tough to go through all of these changes, all of these emotions, all of these 20s, the latter part of my 20s. I had my first kid when I was 25, second one when I was 27. Like, it that's a lot of like crazy fucking life change in the, in the later part of my 20s. I feel like the beginning of my 20s, 20 to what would be 25, not bad. Like I was kind of thriving for a moment in like probably from like 21 to 24, 23. I I was like, I just didn't have an expectation. And so everything I did, I was like, oh fuck, that's cool. Oh fuck, that's great. Oh shit, that's nice. But then all of a sudden you start to take those, that non-expectation and you start to create expectation. And then when it doesn't start going the way you maybe thought, you're like, um, ma'am, can I get some help? <laughs> you know, what is going on? It, w- it was working a couple years ago when I didn't expect it to. Why, why, what's going on now? What's the issue now? Like I'm, I'm actually working towards this. Why isn't it working now? And it's oftentimes our, our thought process, the way that we try to map out our life doesn't work out for a reason. And we all know it. We all know that shit. We, we hate hearing it. We hate, I hate hearing that shit. Oh, well, it's always for a reason you know what, you don't, why don't you never worry about that? Cause you know what, one day you're going to look back and you're going to be like, that was the reason, you know, it was like, fuck you. Okay. Fuck you, Karen. I don't want to hear that shit. But in reality, it's like, oh, but I like need to hear that shit, you know, because we are stuck in this repetitive nature of what's next. Where is it? I'm working so hard. Why isn't it here yet? And so this past week, I just found myself struggling, like spiraling, um, probably just you know, probably like a full circle 24 hours, right? Like I just kind of, I had a day, I was going through it and I'm just like, what am I doing? Why, why can't, why can't it just be enjoyable again? You know, what happened just enjoying, but it's because you create expectations, which is okay. I think in some facet, we need expectations. You know, we need to set expectations. We need to set goals. We, you know, whatever. But I think maybe it's when you make the expectations way more than the fun you're having with whatever it is. That's that's when we kind of run into this issue of like, well, we become bitter. Maybe that's where we become bitter. We become annoyed. You know, oh, well, why isn't this working? Like my expectation was that it was going to work or, you know, or what's going on? And it's not, again, it's not like toxic. Like we're all allowed to be upset because maybe something's not working out or something's changed and we weren't expecting it or whatever it may be. Like, that's okay. It's not the point of this, this chat. The chat isn't to be like, 
oh, you're not allowed to complain. You know, it's, it's not that at all. Like, please complain. I'm the biggest complainer ever. Um, I have my days where I will just rattle off. Okay. But, but I bounce back. So it's kind of the same thing as like, you know, we're so busy expecting in our twenties. Oh, well by 30, I'm going to be perfect. Oh, well by 30, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this, or I'm going to, you know, whatever. And it's like, bro, I'm 28 and I still feel 23. Like I have no clue what I'm doing with my life. I mean, like I do, but I don't. I see all these people succeeding at different things and I want to make it very clear I'm inspired. But then the other part of me is like, what am I doing wrong? Like, it's not like, oh, I'm jealous of them. Fuck them. It's, it's like, it's not them. It's me. Then it's like, why am I not getting that? Because like, what's wrong with me? Not like, oh, I should be there instead. Fuck you. It's like, no, like what's wrong with me? So it makes us, it makes us just spiral. And you know, I've seen it start to occur in like these young teenagers I've seen them start to already curate themselves for others and, and hope for this, you know, likes and whatever. And it's like, I, I cannot imagine me being on the internet younger than I was. Like I had Facebook and stuff, but I'm talking like sharing publicly internet. I want people to know who I am. I didn't start doing that until I was 22. People kind of started to know who I am. 22. That's still fucking young, but I'm not like a dumbass young. Okay. Like we have these kids where this is morphing their brains and it terrifies me. Um, because if we feel this lost in our twenties, me and you we're probably millennials, borderline Gen Z, if you want to call it, imagine people younger than us growing up with more internet than even us, right? Like it's terrifying. So in my own spiral, I then start to spiral more about like the future generation. I'm like, okay, how am I going to protect my kids from these emotions? How am I, maybe not protect them, but how can I help them with these emotions? How can we navigate this as a family, you know, whatever. And so it just like goes on and on and on and on and on. And I just found myself, I'm like, man, I just need to let go. So I've been really trying to find ways of disconnecting in moments like that, where I feel overwhelmed, where I feel overstimulated, where I feel like I'm spiraling. Who am I? What am I? You know, the Billie Eilish song comes on. Let me tell you. What was I made for? That shit. I have not been able to listen to that song besides the one time I heard it and the one time I watched the movie. Refuse to listen to it because I will quite literally fucking ball my eyes out. But it's so true. You know, what was I made for? We, we go through and think about this all day. And now, and that happens from when we're young to, to when we're old. Like, I don't think we ever stop wondering what were we made for because I, I think we're continuously chasing a purpose. And over time, we fulfill that purpose while still wondering, okay, what more to do? What more do I need to do? Oh my God, it's just exhausting, guys. Like, adulting living sucks. It doesn't suck. Like, I don't mean that in a way of like, I don't want to live. But it's like, it's just, it's hard. But like you want the hard because like you wouldn't appreciate the great. And again, it's so cliche to say, but like if things were just great all the time, we wouldn't then find gratitude in that gratefulness, in that that great time, so to speak, not gratefulness. So it's like this constant battle of like wanting great things, wanting goodness all the time, while also oddly embracing the weirdness and the awkwardness and the annoyance and again, I just find that this is like a repetitive cycle in, in my twenties, this past couple of years. And I'm like, are, are we going to grow out of this? Like, does this ever end? And I know that like life only continues to present different 
lessons and struggles and uphill battles, whatever. But there is something about your 20s. And I feel like I just see this through and through from even older people who, you know, give advice or whatever. 20s are hard. 20s are hard. 20s with kids is hard. Like I couldn't imagine having a kid, you know, my mom had me when she was 19. How? Bitch, you want to talk about shitty 20s? You had shitty 20s at my mom. You know what I mean? Like that that is so difficult. Like we're we're not even our fucking frontal cortex isn't even developed. How are you going to going to be a mom? Like it's it's tough. And if you're someone out there who did it, hats off to you. Hats off to you. You deserve a fucking medal, a medal of honor. You deserve a purple heart. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, that's just like where my headspace was, uh, you know, again, full 24 hours circle. And I, and I snapped out of it by kind of just be like, okay, how am I enjoying myself right now? What brings me fulfillment? What, what do I like to do? And, and you know, kind of like rediscovering those things. And I find when I do get in that spiral, sometimes taking that step back and going, what do I want to do? What do I need to do? And what do I like to do? That alone can help, right? I also did this one thing this week and I did what was called a, a time study. So I took three, I ended up doing three days in a row. I tracked my whole day, whole day from the time I fucking woke up to the time I went to bed. I'm actually going to finish my time, my time study today after this podcast. From the minute I woke up, all the nitty gritty down to brushed my teeth, got the kids ready, changed diapers, et cetera. How much time did that take? What did I categorize it as? You know, self-care, I needed to do it, a need, a want, a, you know, whatever. And, and I went through and I marked out my whole day to really realize, okay, what am I doing day to day? And then I'm looking at it again. I'm like, what do I hate? Okay, fuck that. Fuck that. Why am I scrolling my phone for 20 minutes? Not doing that. It makes you aware of what you're, what's going on in your day and where you need to change things. Now, I know this isn't the same for everyone because some of you guys are like, well, I have to go to my job that I fucking hate. I get it. I get it. But so, but what can we do outside of that time at our job? That's going to rejuvenate ourselves for that time at the job, right? So I encourage you this week, do a time study, do four days in a row or, or even a whole work week, you know, Monday to Friday, if you can clock in everything you're doing, even on your lunch break, you're on lunch break, you're scrolling, maybe TikTok. Is that get, is that giving you anxiety? I know I deleted TikTok. I am not on that shit. I don't care if it I don't care if I could pop off, go viral, and maybe that would have been my moment. I don't give a fuck because that is not worth my mental health. And I think TikTok is incredibly toxic. I just, I do. And that sounds so like old of me, like, oh, you're so like, you're so like fucking lame. I don't care. I think most people that I know that are on that app are struggling so hard lately with anxiety, stress, internal doubt, wondering if they like have autism. Uh, You know, it's like, it's making you believe in some facet. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. It's just making you believe you have something. Like if you scroll, it's like, oh my God, I have ADHD now. You know, it's like, it's, and I'm not saying someone doesn't, it could be a great way to find something, but the algorithm is like hacking our minds. And I was just finding it was not a healthy place for me to be. I wasn't walking away fulfilled and feeling, oh, I just diagnosed my ADHD. It wasn't that. It was like, I was fucking terrified regardless. I'm just making a point too. But I do think that if you're going through that list of your time study, you're like, ooh, that didn't fulfill me. It kind of makes you, when you see it it written out, kind of makes you evaluate like, oh, I do have time to read the book that does said to read because I could actually give up an hour of scrolling my phone. Oh, I really could have turned in that project on time, but I spent an hour this morning laying in bed before getting up. You know, it's like stuff like that where sometimes just seeing it can help. 
but I'm really just trying to figure out again, you know, what, what, enjoy, what do I like to do? What do I need to do? How do I find the balance of what I like to do? What can I offload? Can I delegate a task? Can I hire someone? Can, you know, whatever it may be, which leads me to, you know, something like a virtual assistant. It's like, I need to offload things. And again, I know it, it sounds different coming from someone who owns their own business, but in your life, what can you offload, right? Can we talk to our partner? Can we talk to our roommate? Hey, you know, can you help me do this? And I can do this, you know, what do those responsibilities and tasks look like that at the end of the day could really enhance, you know, your day to day. And it's not perfect yet. I'm not trying to act like I have the perfect solution. I'm, I'm telling you how I had a shit fucking day throughout the week as well. Um, but we have to figure out how can we draw boundaries? How can we make ourselves better? How can we feel better? And at the end of the day, how can we support one another? And by supporting yourself, you're supporting other people, right? Like if you're a better you, you can make other people a better them. But if you're run down and ragged like me with fucking YouTube, I'm not going to be fun to watch. I'm not going to be fun to enjoy because vibes don't lie. Energy doesn't lie. You know what I mean? Just like the beginning of this episode, you're probably like, ooh, does this kind of off today? It's like, yeah, because I wasn't in alignment at that moment. Okay. I was stressed. I had to come down here, could barely fucking speak. I still can't articulate. I'm tired, you know, whatever, but that's life. And you know what? I love showing up for you guys. I love chatting about this stuff and I love being real and I love being raw. This is my virtual diary. You know, I, I look back and I listen to old episodes and stuff. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, that was such a different me in that moment because that season of life was different, but I honor that. Um, so who knows, you know, a couple of months from now, I'm going to be hopping on like, bitch, guess what? I slay, you know, get, you know, guess what's coming, you know, blah, blah, blah. But for now it's like, it's okay to have a bad day. It doesn't mean it's a bad life. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, you're ungrateful or whatever. And it's okay to have a bad fucking 10 years in your twenties. You know, we'll get over it. But I do think it's something we, we have to honor. Cause I think our twenties are very transformative. We're going through a lot. And a lot of times some of us are graduating college or entering the workforce and it's a huge change. And some of us are having children and some of us are maybe then t- caretaking for parents who are older and had us at a later age, you know, stuff like that. It's, there can be a lot going on. I think we just need to honor those emotions and be real with them because there's no reason to hide them or, or act like your life's perfect. Like, you know, I can get on here every week and say I had a shitty day because I probably did. You know, I'm not lying and it's okay. It doesn't mean you're fucked up for having a crappy day of the week, but we don't need to be toxically positive, but we also don't need to be like toxically negative. You know, it's just finding that neutral balance of how we can continue to push forward, even when things don't feel like they're going to ever go forward. You know, like we constantly feel like we're kind of like walking on a, on an escalator backwards. Like, it's just like, okay, am I fucking going anywhere? Like I'm tired, you know, but I promise you one day the escalator is just going to like turn off. And so you can walk up and down freely, but until then we just have to kind of hang together. So I love you guys. I, I hope you enjoy my rants again. It's just, I feel like I'm in a very awkward stage emotionally and mentally, but also I, I feel very excited about it because oftentimes when you're in that awkward stage, when you're pushing those awkward boundaries, when you're trying those new things, real growth does occur. Um, and you just kind of have to welcome that. We have to vibe with it. So I love you guys. I hope you can take away a few things this week and, you know, maybe even just feel seen, feel understood, or just feel inspired for whenever you come across maybe a little block in the road, kind of like I did this week. Now you're going to know how to approach it. I love you guys. I'll see you next Sunday. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, leave a, you know, tell me a secret, leave a speak pipe, leave me a voice message so we can go over it and have fun in all the Sundays to come. So I love you. Make sure you go stream the other week's episodes. Bye.
That's all for this episode of Brunch with Desby. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.